She clenched her teeth as the intense heat washed over her. Almost as soon as it began, the dragon's breath was spent, and the blaze of light and heat died away. Is everyone all right? Icefire hissed from the far side of the room. We're fine, Devon said, helping Jira to her feet. Shh. Icefire put his finger in front of his mouth, motioning the others to be silent. It's bound to be out there listening, he said in a barely audible whisper. As Icefire spoke, another eruption of flame could be heard in the distance. It doesn't know where we are, Davin whispered. If we time it right, we should be able to run past it. Not without Niara, Jira said through clenched teeth. Jira followed Davin's gaze to the column of light and the pile of ash. Somewhere during their mad dive to avoid the dragon's fire, Davin had dropped his sword. Now its tip rested just inside the column of light. The ash that had been Niara was swirling around where it had entered. There's nothing we can do for Niara, Icefire said, resignation in his voice. There has to be something, Jira said fiercely. Davin walked over and picked up his sword, being careful not to touch the blue light. We can make sure her sacrifice was not in vain, he said, slipping the sword back into its scabbard. Her death is in vain, she said. Without her, we can't break the curse. If we don't do that, what have we accomplished? Without Niara, this entire journey is for nothing. Maybe it is, and maybe it's not, Keen whispered from his post near the door. Who says that you can't break the curse? My father, for one, Jira said. He told me that only Niara could do it. Keep your voice down, Icefire said. Who's to say your father knew best? I only know a little magic, Jira said. How exactly am I supposed to break the curse with so little? She wasn't ready for this. This was Niara's quest. Jira was along to help, not to break the curse herself. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, Davin said. The first thing we need to do is get out of here, alive if possible. I think the dragon's moving along the floor, breathing fire into each room, Keen said. I bet we can make a run for it. Davin looked at Icefire. Jira could see that the elf didn't look very sure of Keen's assessment of the situation. What do you think? Davin asked. Jira noted silently that once again, Davin didn't ask for her opinion. The dragon doesn't climb well with that gimpy leg of his, the elf said. But he's plenty fast on level ground. If we run, he won't catch us on the stairs, but he might be fast enough to get us before we can get up to the next level. Remember, it's all open on the level above this one. Davin hadn't forgotten. The only cover on the next level was the tiny alcove they'd sheltered in, and the dragon had knocked a big hole in that. We can't just stay here, Jira said, pulling her singed cloak around her shoulders. Sooner or later, that dragon's going to figure out where we are, and then we'll be trapped. That's true, Keen said. Whether we take the main staircase or the servant's passage, we'll end up in the same place. Right, Davin said, moving to the front entrance. We've got to get moving before it's too late. You have a plan to keep us from getting eaten? Icefire asked. Davin smiled evenly at Icefire. I do have a plan. I was thinking of a diversion, Davin said, taking the water bow from Keen. You know, live bait. Davin's steady smile told Icefire all he needed to know about who would be the bait. I had to ask, he grumbled. Icefire rose on the balls of his feet, ready to sprint. Beside him, Keen crouched, similarly prepared. The shadows swallowed them up so that Jira barely saw them huddling in the entrance to the tomb. Icefire had his lantern, of course, 
but it was safely stowed in his little pack. There wouldn't be time to use it, and if Davin's idea worked, he wouldn't need it. Davin's idea was simple. Icefire and Keen would get the dragon to chase them, then lead the creature into a trap. The infuriating thing for Jira was that Davin assumed that he'd use the water bow.